Hello everyone, my name's George and I'm just one slice of the creative team behind the new acapella Edinburgh Fringe Show 1001 Open Mic Nights. I'm the director and the producer of the show. I love acapella and what I lack in talent, I make up for in enthusiasm. Hi, I'm Charlie, I'm co-music director and I'll be lending my PR and marketing skills to the show. Hi, I'm Rob and I'm the other co-music director of 1001 Open Mic Nights and acapella fan extraordinaire, known from such occasions as that one time I watched all three Pitch Perfect movies back to back alone in my room. Today we have extra special guest Gemma Davies here to chat with us. Gemma is one of the ICCA producers for the UK region, founder of the UK Acapella Society and an all-round acapella celebrity. Join us for a closer look at what goes on behind those glitter-laden curtains of the ICTA stage and to learn more about the work of UCACs. Enjoy! Hello! Hello! I feel like every single week we forget that we have to start a podcast by saying hello. And it's like, we'll just start talking. But here we are. It takes me by surprise every time as well. <laughs> we have some more exciting news for what I think is now the sixth or maybe seventh episode in a row. We have another guest on the podcast. I mean, it's eight, isn't it? Is it? Well, this is episode eight. Yeah. But how no, many have we had guests on? Everyone. Oh, I oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so okay. sorry. It's fine. <laughs> it's 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 okay. We're 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 just very bad at maths between us. Look, I think. at us once again know. not saying hello. You haven't said hello to the podcast, and you haven't said hello to Gemma. Hello. It's Gemma. Hello, bonjour. Gemma. <laughs> Gemma Davies yeah. is our guest this week. <laughs> She's our extra special guest because. Gemma is the first guest that we've had on the podcast so far who is not a cast member of the show. So it's going to be an extra special episode with lots of outside world acapella information on it. Um, So Gemma, do you (laughs) want to tell us a little bit about yourself and just kind of give an overview of of who you are and what you do with with acapella? The overview of Gemma, of course. (laughs) Um, So uh, basically, I... Oh, oh, do I start currently? Do I start at the beginning? I'll do a quick one. Um, I started off in barbershop, actually. Um, crazy, crazy. You know, if that's allowed. Um, and then I went into... <laughs> I went in, I was uh, one of the original members of the Bristol Suspensions. I was in Pitch Fight for a little while. I always forget that I was in it. Um, <laughs> and then I left uni and I started my own little group called Shuffle. Very short-lived for about one year. Um, and then I started, well, sort of alongside that, I started working on the ICCAs and I'm now the UK ICCA producer. Nice. That's kind of most things. Yeah. You're a big name in the UK. I feel like everyone, as soon as you become a producer for these sort of things, especially because the UK acapella scene is quite tight knit at the best of times, like everybody knows who you are because you're just like, you become this, what's the, the word? Um, is it omni- omnipotent when you're everywhere at once? Yeah. Omnipresent? Yeah. Uh, you can have either. Yeah. Omnipresent. One of the words that begins with omni is essentially you just like, during the ICCA season, you're just everywhere. You're omni like there. across the country. <laughs> omni- you, you can't escape me if you want to. I'm going to chase you down in an email and ask you for your set list. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. But before we get into bog down details, Let's have a weekly check-in. Gemma, how has your week been? Any exciting updates? Um, it was good. I actually started a new job last week, so it's my second week in the job. It's going quite nicely. I'm working from home for the first time ever, which I love, because in my lunch break I can take a nap yeah. <laughs> in my <laughs> own <nice>. bed. 
so that's lovely. Um, what else have I been doing? Ironing for four hours. Um, and that's, that's about it, really. Watching a lot of TV. How about you guys? Well, well, hang on. First of all, what is the new job? What, what do you do? Oh, the new job. Um, I am working for a company who puts on uh, conferences for different areas Ooh. of business. Um, so I am sort of in charge of the future of SaaS community, which is software as a service. I'm learning and all the terms here. Not where I thought that was going to go, um, you know. So... You started off with SaaS or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's very random. <laughs> <laughs> It's very random for me. It's quite new. I've moved yeah. from the arts into business. Um, but no, it's really fun. They're a lovely team. Virtual conferences, so much easier than in-person <laughs> ones because you just book your speakers, you put them on video and it's done. <laughs> you kind of like almost press play and then everything sorts itself out. Nice. Like, you just oh. sit there. Instead of running like up and down stairs and through stages and finding people who haven't got to the stage yet, you just sit down. It's nice. <laughs> Tuning in this week, what's happening? Literally. Mm. Are you are you one of those people though who like has to moderate the sessions and if somebody has a technical issue, it's like Gemma's here in case you have any technical issues and then somebody's like entire Wi Fi system just breaks down and they try and message you to fix like their broadband connection. <laughs> Speaking of broadband connection. <laughs> <laughs> have I gone? Have I gone? Am I back? You're, you're back, you're back you're now. Back. Okay, excellent. Good. I'm so sorry. Um, but no, it, I, my first event is on the 10th of February, mm. so I have all of that to look forward to. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, it's going to be me stepping in being like, I'm really sorry this very knowledgeable leading business man has, has um, gone, but you've got me now <laughs> who knows nothing about it. So let's chat for a while. <laughs> it will be refreshing. It'll be fun, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll be yeah, fun. They'll enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, how's everybody else's week's been? Any exciting updates from George or Charlie? Uh, well, I have found a renewed passion for hot Ribena, so I'm feeling good. Oh, and also, I got a water bottle um, in the summer, so I'm part, far too much context. So I got this water bottle, it's basically supposed to be really hot and keep things cold, supposed to keep things hot for 12 hours, keep things cold for 24 hours. And I tested it out, and do you know, it's actually really good. Keeps things hot for ages. <laughs> is it 12 hours though? Being the hot Ribena, I should say. Oh, yeah, it okay. came full circle eventually. Sorry. There's the context. <laughs> I like it. And it was so hot, after three hours, I was like, this still isn't cooling down enough. So I had to pour my hot Ribena into a mug at work and I oh. probably looked like a bit of a weirdo. But yeah, <laughs> so that it could actually cool down properly. That's my it's exciting simple news things. Thing. No, I do think that's a very exciting yeah. thing. I love, I'm very much in the space at the moment where like I'll find one thing that either I used to drink or eat or like do a while ago and I'll like pick it up for a week now and be like, oh my God, it's my new, I love it. I love it so much. It's it's the best. And then you'll be like, mm, I, I'm bored of it now. I, I do think that's very much because you've got so much time on your hands. You pick up one thing and you're like, yeah, I love it forever. <laughs> and, and it's gone. Hence, hence the need for weekly obsessions there. because George is from now on are clearly yeah. just going to be like different foods and drinks from her childhood. Get prepared for <laughs> French French fancies for some reason feel so. like the first thing that springs to mind when I think of childhood foods. No, Rob, you didn't live my okay. childhood. No, not Sorry, for me. Sorry, it's probably no, not, not me. Yeah. No. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk a bit more about acapella because I want to know more. I'm so yes, intrigued. Me too. So I think, like you said, Gemma, let's start at the beginning. Tell us a bit about how you first right. got into acapella. 
or all barbershop since you said mm-hmm. barbershop was like your OG and go from let's go from there forwards in time let's do it chronologically oh let's do it let's start with the the fact you may not know is that I I mean I used to love singing but I also used to publicly hate singing um so when I was forced into choirs I used to mime what? <laughs> oh, really? because I hated it so much I was like I can't I can't do this what's so, your like age at this point um the height, the peak of my miming was about age 15. Wow. Because I went to a music Saturday school in Greenwich called Junior Trinity. And they were like, I got accepted in, but I hadn't like, I was quite a last minute one. So they hadn't done the usual like, oh, and here's what you need to do. Here's the classes you'll be in. They just sort of chucked me in. And only afterwards did they say, oh yeah, and there's a compulsory choir you have to be in. And I was like, why have you done this? <laughs> um, <laughs> So that was quite, you know, I started off there, actually. Wow. <laughs> um, then my brother started doing barbershop there and I was like, this is the coolest thing in the history of the planet. Um, and um, I sort of got a bit obsessed with it. And then I, what did I do? I went to my friend's ball in Oxford at Churchill, uh, what do you call it, college. Um, and here's my weird link that I found out years later. I saw this barbershop group there and I fell in love and I was like, this is amazing. They like sat this girl on a chair in the middle and sang her like, hello, my baby and all that. And I was like, this is the best with the hats, and the, <laughs> like suspenders. Oh, it was great. And then I went to uni, uh, went to Bristol and was like, there's a barbershop society. I'll join it. And I joined at the time. It was called Tubbs. Oh my uh, gosh, yes. Tubbs, yeah. Everyone knows Tubbs. The University of Bristol Barbershop Singers got it the right way around. And it was great. I just had the best time. Um, met Joe Pickin in Tubbs, who was the found one of the founders of the suspensions. So we became friends and then they um, messaged me. I got a message from Joe to say, like, me and Rafa, you've met like once or twice, and Eve, who was also in Tubbs, say, like, we're starting this group. Um, you know, do you want to audition for it? And I was like, Sounds like. <laughs> um, and then I, so I signed up for an audition, walked down the road with my friend, my housemate, who had signed up at the same time, turned around and was like, no, nah, I can't do it. Um, and she convinced me to turn around and go. So I almost didn't do it. Um, wow. And then I, yeah, went, auditioned, got in. The rest is history. Um, I realised I skipped right past my, like, uh, callback memory that I found out later, which was that the group that I watched, the barbershop group, um, contained actually one of the tectonics. No. <laughs> so I can like do go full circle and be like the tectonics inspired me. And then I <laughs> met them years later and was like, I was like, wait, I went to see this barbershop group. It's like, I was in the barbershop group. And I was like, was it this year? Was it at this board? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, it was you. Oh my God. <laughs> You're the one. I'm so, so worried though, Gemma. We haven't got to the point where you stopped miming the whole way through this. Yeah, oh God. Did you yeah. Yeah. mime in the audition? <laughs> and not, not once did I sing a note. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, it was only when I got to uni and my friend, I met uh, my friend Seb, who we, we were both quite shy, but liked singing. And we used to like just hang out and like sing quietly by ourselves in the in the common room. And then we did an open mic night and just sort of from there slowly, we did a few a bit more singing in public. 
And then, yeah, I did actually sing in my audition, I promise. <laughs> Thank goodness. That would have been a, an interesting uh, an interesting dynamic in the audition room if it had just been like, and now we'd like you to sing, and you're just there, like, miming words. No. <laughs> you, you might like it, oh, so but I'm can't... not doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is my face oh, not enough funny. for you? Um, oh, we should point out as well, for... there. Mm. I don't know... This is the thing about high listener. <laughs> We're um, with with the tectonics. They are for people who don't know. I feel like they're mm. quite a big deal in the UK because they are the one UK group in the history of the ICCAs to have won the entire competition in the finals that take place in New York. So we've explained the structure of the ICCAs before, um, and so there's yeah. only there's only one group from the UK that gets the final. They're the only group ever who has gone to the final and come first so they have this kind of place in uk <laughs> hierarchy of like sitting right at the top with the like untouchable glass cabinet around them so mm. yeah it's quite cool um it's it's quite cool that they were the people who inspired you to to almost get into things but but yes so tell us a bit more about that first year in bristol suspensions because like that must have been a really interesting experience because you say like you had seen a lot of barbershop and done you had done barbershop for a whole year I assume by the time that you got into suspensions yeah yeah so I as I say I met Joe in barbershop so and Eve as well who's one of the other founders Raph lived in my halls she'd actually started an acapella group in uh the area was called Stoke Bishop of all the halls that were the furthest away from wow. uni um so she'd started a little group and it sort of I, I don't I don't want to say it didn't take off because I, I don't really know much about it. It just, I never heard from it again. Um, and then I think that must have been like the, the sort of feeder idea into the Bristol suspensions. Um, but no, it was really interesting, actually, because I feel like I've had quite a different experience to a lot of people where mostly people of my age had joined groups that existed mm. already. Um, so there was a lot of like, you sort of go in, mostly people who've done some kind of acapella before. I mean, that's totally changed now. But at the time, all the people I was speaking, I spoke to was like, yeah, we'd heard of this group and we auditioned and joined. Like, um, so, yeah, when we joined, it was like we were all just up in there with all of our ideas and like, we could do this. We could be called this. We could have our outfits like this. And we'd all most of us had never done it before. And at least if we had, like Raph, I know, had done a lot in school, yeah. but it wasn't sort of like within the circles that sort of we all know now. Mm. So, yeah, there wasn't a lot like we were all just so excited by it. <laughs> so um, we were just like keen beans, super keen beans, um, trying to figure out this mess by ourselves. Yeah. In terms of starting a new group, did you ever make decisions to be like, how can we build this group or were decisions based on what do we want to do as people? Like, did, did you have that idea of longevity at the beginning or was it just, I can't do um, this, I'm going to go. It was a bit, I don't know really. I think we had quite a lot of, um, I think there was just a lot of voices as part of the decision. So obviously we had Joe, Raph and Eve like leading those decisions and basically doing all the hard work <laughs> that we all thought we were doing. Um, but yeah I think more than established groups that you just join we all just like felt that we all owned it a little bit so a lot of the decisions were based on it was never just like right dictate like Joe's the dictator and he's like we're doing this 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 month it would just be lots and lots of like roundtable discussions and people being like I've got this idea who can help me out so in a way it was great because the group really felt like our personalities um, and it was like very important to us that 
you know, we were all like great friends almost immediately. So it was all very important to us that it was all fun. It was all like positive. Um, it didn't get too stressful. We didn't take ourselves too seriously. But then at the same time, having like 17 voices <laughs> in every single decision, so... it's quite hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool though. Because I, I do remember, I do distinctly remember in first year, because you guys competed in, in Voice Festival in your, well, you won Voice Festival in your first year of existence, which is always like a, was it your, it, was it your first year of existence? It was our oh, second. second. Yeah, no, our first year we did Voice mm. Fest was, was fun. <laughs> we did not win you that. You walked out onto the stage and there were so many of you and like the songsmiths at that point in time had always been like 10, 11, 12 people and it was like 17 people mm. on the stage and all of a sudden it's like they keep going, they just keep coming out. But... I don't know. Like, yeah. it... that, I mean, it was one of those things you don't, as, as a new group, like we had no idea, even just tiny things like yeah. that, like how many people are usually in a group? And we were like, oh man, <laughs> there's too many of us. The more the merrier. But I yeah. think in a way almost oh, okay. because of the massive success that you guys saw from day one, because I, you literally burst onto the scene and became a staple, like almost, almost like legacy group straight away from day one. And I feel like you're now seeing years, a few years down the line that like the way that you guys went about things has been replicated by the people. Like a lot of groups have really big numbers now and a lot of groups almost mm -hmm. try and go for the sort of suspension-y sound that, that has always been there where it's like really kind of just like, I don't know even how to describe it, but it's a big sound. It's really kind of like fills mm. the whole hall. It reverberates like in your chest and it's just like so kind of yeah really rich and and cool so loud yes so, so loud <laughs> yeah so loud um no it is it's very cool and i think the more time goes by the more you see like different i don't know what you'd call it like different because they're not things that groups have invented like no at this point no one's ever the first person ever to think of these <laughs> ideas but like it just so happens that the way someone has done something like most people have seen that one or something. So it's really fun to pick out and be like, oh, that's a that's a semitone thing or like that's a suspension thing or like and see the bits that people like, I guess, yeah. or the things that work. So no, it's really fun. And oh my God, the groups are so big now. <laughs> As you say, like at the time we were like, yeah, we're the biggest group. We've got the most people. Woo. Um, and now there's like groups of like 20. Yeah. I mean, fitting them into rehearsal rooms in the ICTA. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a new challenge. But it's great. <laughs> now you're on the other side of that wall. You're like, I have oh, yeah. to be the one, like making this thing work and making these twenty people fit in these spa like tiny spaces yeah. and things I, like that. I'm like, please, please cancel some of your members now. Send <laughs> them home. Get, them out. <laughs> Get rid of them. Well, because my my biggest memory of like the biggest a cappella group I've ever seen in the ICCAs was when I was in Canada in at the Waterloo quarterfinals, just outside mm. of Toronto. They had two different groups in that quarterfinal that had, I think one of them had 24 members. It was either 22 or 24. Oh and because obviously they say in like the rules section um, on Varsity Vocals website that some venues won't have enough microphones for everyone. And this venue only had mm. 18. So there were four people who were backing dancers at certain points in time. And they would literally wow. just be, they were, they were twerking at the front of the stage. And I was like, this is, this is so wow. wildly different from anything I have ever seen in the UK. And then like the next song, they would have microphones and they'd be singing, there'd be four different dancers. And I'm <laughs> like, how do you even coordinate that? Like, how do you be like you four? We're in an, we're in an acapella <laughs> competition, but you're not going to sing. <laughs> it's like, 
I just, I'd, I'd love to think of them sat in rehearsals having like a twerk off at one point just to decide who those people they nominate were going to be. So it's just wild. Oh, wow. like, no thought behind that. No, that is, that is mad. Sort of like Glee style, almost. It, it does seem it. Funny, <laughs> yeah. funny. But... Like, right, you're, you're the backing characters. We, we don't want to hear about you this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you're that come back to, that's always come back in the next room. Week. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we haven't quite reached that point yet. The Bristol suspensions haven't quite reached that point yet of, like, over... Right. I think, Although, is it 18, 18 my most, my most, I really like the, the dance break that's in no way. Oh. I do, oh. that, that is... Oh, I love it. One, one of the best things I I've can't think of... I don't even say no way. Every single time, like I, I just can't. I just can't think. No way, and then that's the end. No way, full stop. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely biased because I love them, but um, that's like my most favorite thing. I've learned. I didn't learn that bit of the dance, the dance break, but I learned the whole like. When you think that you're crazy, I mean, it's a podcast. You can't see me dancing, but you know. Um, well, you guys can. Yeah. Sorry, viewers, I'm missing for it. it. Yeah, but like. Me and Dan were like standing at the side of the stage, literally doing the dance. I mean, partly because we'd seen it like seven times that day, but like, (laughs) yeah, because you also we can we can move on in a second to talking about like what it is like to be a producer. But like, Mm. you must see so much acapella and also so many of the same performances so many times (laughs) over because you have what you've got the quarterfinals where you see everyone's everyone's like um tech run. And then you see mm. the actual performance, and then you have the same thing again in the semi-finals. But some of those, in fact, no, you will have already seen all of those groups, right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so like, it's very nice when people switch between, like, they add a song or they swap a song in. Mm. Um, just, just personally, because we've seen them so many times. But also, <laughs> it is nice to see them that many times because, as you say, like, mm. you get to know them. By the by, the time it gets to um, Wimbledon. I we just sing along to all of them. <laughs> I mean like quietly so as to not put off the sound check like of, but we're just like singing along people are like how do you how do you know this arrangement is there another group doing it and we're like no, no we just really like it and we it's heard just it five the times the greatest hits of the year <laughs> yeah basically um but yeah no it's 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 great we get to see so much of it um and then we get to oh the best thing is like seeing a group it's so great to see a group in soundcheck and you're kind of like, because you're so busy in soundcheck, you don't like just sit there and watch the whole thing. Usually you're like writing stuff out, getting paperwork ready. The ones that make you like put down the paperwork and you're like, right, I'm watching this one. <laughs> um, but then the other way around is like people who sort of like, I don't know, fumble their soundcheck a little bit or like they're nervous or whatever, or they're not quite singing or they're giving people a rest. And then you see it like in the show and you're like, oh, they brought that. Like they really brought it up. So it's very cool. That's so cool. It's just all of that sort of like behind the scenes, really, I don't know, just like, that's what makes it feel like more of a community, I find, when you see all of the kind of like backstage stuff, because it it stops being a really impressive show that people have paid money to come and sit in a theatre and watch. And it becomes like, oh, these are real people. These are people who have like mm. worked their butts off for nine months to make this set happen or like six months to make this kind of choreography look amazing and it's and and sometimes it's so easy when you're watching the show to forget that all of those people are also studying a degree in their daytime like and this is just a hobby but like as soon as you kind of get to see that backstage stuff you you really see the people behind the show which I think is is really lovely but Mm. tell us a bit more about how you got into the producing gig with the ICCA like what inspired you to what made you want to be a producer is it something you've always thought mm. about 
Um, I did not know what a producer was. I'm going to come out and say it. <laughs> I literally had to... I, I mean, I'll start from the beginning. Basically, I just like organising people. I like organising <laughs> events. I um, always volunteered with suspensions mm. to be in charge of whatever was happening at the time. Not in charge in the way that, like, I was never an MD because mm. I'm not, like, musically talented enough to be an MD. Um, but I was secretary. I was, like, always, like, chairing all the meetings and, like... I volunteered to direct the music video because I was like, right, I like organising people, schedules, spreadsheets. It's great. Um, and then we went to the ICCAs for the first time and I was like, whose job is this? Um, who, who can I steal this from? Um, because it was like, oh man, one of the most stressful times of my life, but also the best. I mean, you you guys all know. Um, it can be quite tough. I mean, we've never had more arguments than, than we have during like during the ICCA days. Mm. But at the same time, you get to the end of it and it's just all worth it. Um, so loved it, was like, who does this? I want to do this. Um, found the lovely Henry Harrod, who was producer at the time that I was competing um, and stalked him, essentially. Um, Amazing. I messaged him and was just like, this is your job. Uh, this sounds great. Can you tell me what it entails? Yeah, so I am a stalker and I found, found Henry on Facebook and just messaged him and said, this sounds really cool. Like, would you mind having a chat with me about what you do and what it is and what it entails and how you got into it? And he's lovely. And he said, yes. And he just talked to me about what it was. I was like, what is a producer? What do you do? <laughs> um, he explained it all to me. Um, and then it was just amazingly lucky timing. The um, Varsity Vocals had started this program, the production, oh God, what was it called? Production Assistant Trainee Program. Um, and I just applied. Weirdly, I mean, it had nothing to do with stalking Henry. He had no power <laughs> over saying who would, who would be in it. Um, it was just amazing timing. Mm. Um, and I applied for that and was accepted. And um, yeah, they, they sort of, give you a nice introduction to sort of how to do it and you just sort of help out whoever's producing at the time That's so, so um yeah i ended up doing that me and dan mailer who was also in the suspensions um he also applied got through and we ended up helping out helena who took over from henry after henry left um and it was great yeah, yeah. oh that's so cool so what i have always been keen to know is like from when does the job start? Is it like 12 months of the year all year round you're doing things? Or is there like September 20th, we start thinking about things that we have a month before auditions and all of that kind of stuff? Mm. Um, it's, it's quite difficult to say because I guess it, it all depends. It's kind of a part-time job. So there's not like enough to do that you're doing it nine to five every single day all through the year. Um, and then we had a bit of an odd start because um, Helena um, left a little bit late. Mm -hmm. So we started a bit late. Um, so we sort of, I think, and I mean, it's different between each producer and, and what else they have going on and, and how big the competition is that year. Um, I mean, for us, we started in August um, and just like blitzed it i'm i mean i'm just obsessed with it so like every hour of every day i'm like oh, what should we do oh who's gonna apply for this and who's gonna do that i mean it's really not essential to have it on your mind 24 7 um because 
as I say, like there's there's five shows. There's a lot of work that goes into it, but it's not a nine to five, five out of seven mm. days of the week kind of job. Um, but I am obsessed because I'm obsessed with acapella. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's a bug that just never leaves you though. I think that's the, mm. that's the general vibe I'm getting from people. It doesn't matter mm. how old you get. I don't think you can grow out of it. I think it grows into you. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way it, it takes happens. over and and it becomes your personality. It, it's taken root in my mind and I don't think it's, it's going to leave. Uh, <laughs> but that's okay. Literally, because this is the thing: we are four people who are none of us. Or at university anymore. None of us are part of a group associated in any way with university, but here we are, years after graduation, still talking about the ICGA competition. Yep. <laughs> it was the best days of my life. I love it. Like, literally. Yeah. Oh, dear. But when you, in, like, in the lead up to competitions, because obviously for anyone who's listening and doesn't know the kind of setup, the audition process is a virtual one that happens in October. But then you've got this massive gap until January, usually, where the first quarterfinals are in the UK. When when does it start mm. kind of ramping up? When do you start sort of, you know, thinking about the way things are going to be laid out on the day? Yeah, um, that one, oh, it's quite difficult because it ramps up fairly gradually, but, but very quickly. <laughs> I, I don't know how they exist at the same time. Um, because quite far in advance, you would just book your venues. That's like... I mean, as far in advance as you can do it, like before the previous one has happened, book the next year, like there's no way you can do that too early. Mm. And then, as you say, there is a little bit of a gap where kind of there's not much else you can organise until you know how many groups have applied or sort of what the messaging is that year. Um, So essentially, it's a lot of um, communications at that point. So making sure you get people signing up, you get your emails out. Um, the uh, team in headquarters do a lot of the marketing. So luckily, luckily we don't have to do any like graphic design or anything like that because um, I'm not great at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the emails will go out. Um, and then, yeah, once people start signing up, that's sort of, it doesn't really stop mm. from there. <laughs> mm. um, and then in terms of like actually finally tying together the days, to be honest, that happens so late because there are some things you just don't find out, like what time your judges are arriving. Yeah. You know, they, they're busy people. Yeah. <laughs> they, usually they've got careers in it. Um, they're flying in from different places. Like, So sometimes it'll be like the night before and it'll be like the judges are coming 4.30, so like get ready. And you're like, oh okay, gosh. cool. <laughs> Let's put that on the schedule and send out the schedule <laughs> the again. The coming. It's like the queen. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it can be like right up until the last minute that's crazy it's like it's it's such a well put together kind of show and a well put together is so when you arrive as a competitor it's so mm. structured and you have a timeline for absolutely everything that you're doing like you know exactly when you need to be like down to because the the um tech runs they used to be how long did they used to be they were was it eight minutes oh I'm not the numbers person. <laughs> I leave that to Chris. <laughs> so I'll like, time. I'll organise the people. I'll speak to people. I'll yeah. welcome people, and I'll go, Chris. What time is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it used to be. It was. Eight, it was definitely 12? less than twelve. I, it definitely was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Then it, and now they've moved it up to twelve. Yeah. Mm. Right. And then always, I mean, the most important thing is to always put in the extra five minutes because. People are not on time. No. So always, always have buffer time. And then luckily people will just think it's amazing when you're running ahead of time. 
So, but you, you know, you've just you've, like you've actually planned in. in three extra hours. Yeah, and you're just at some point in the day. I, I know <laughs> you're inadequate, so I'm yeah. ready for that. I, I, I mean, I shouldn't say that because now people will know. Oh. We've oh. ruined it. We've ruined the secret. I know. <laughs> I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. Um, yeah. But that's it's so funny because I feel like I've never been to a competition as well though where it like there hasn't been an announcement at some point in the day where it's like this group and this group you're really bad at like you're late you're always late to everything and like it happens at voice festival it happens at iccas but it's so necessary because like you say i feel like getting Mm. a group of 20 somethings especially when there's like you know 15 to 18 people in every group and people go off and they go have lunch they go off and they're going they're in the loo and whatever Mm. and it's like you've got this strict like regimented timing it's it's big boy people wrangling like i like people wrangling but i feel like Gemma on another level that is people mm. wrangling because even like within a group I feel like I'm the wrang I don't mind wrangling mm. I'll I'll make them do whatever but I feel like if it's groups within groups within groups on top of each other for one day where they're all really stressed and it's all a lot and everyone's got stuff going on and when am I gonna do my hair when am I gonna do my makeup yeah it's a lot <laughs> and it is I mean I obviously having done it from the other side I know how stressful it is and how weird your priorities go in your head like you mm. from a producer side you people will be late and you'll be like, what was like, what was so important? Like, what happened? And they're like, oh my god, I absolutely had to just finish curling my hair. And I was like, you just, you just like took a moment. And you're like, what, why was that? Why was that so important? <laughs> Please don't ruin my schedule. And then like, you can tell like in their heads they're so stressed, and they're like looking at the schedule later and going, we need to be stage ready. We need to look good because you know, not it's not one of the things they're being judged on, but like it's important to them to like present themselves well. And they know they won't have time later. They know they've got already. They know they don't want to like faint on stage because they haven't eaten. Like, yeah. so it just becomes super important because you've just got this like crazy mess of stress in your brain. So I guess from the producer side, you can understand, but you've got to just try and like help people sort those priorities yeah. out. I was going to say, there's something in your face that's like, but also at the same time, it's still not okay to be curling your hair when you are yeah. meant to be on stage. Do not be late. <laughs> Like, if you need help, I will curl it later. (laughs) (laughs) You're there in the wings. Mm. (laughs) I mean, I've literally helped someone. I mean, it was someone I was previously friends with, not not like some rando. I did help someone with with their outfit, like whip off an outfit and put another one on in between. Oh my goodness. We do everything back there. Wow. (laughs) Behind the scenes, you hear it. How do you feel about about this year then? Because there's not going to be any virtual hair curling. We're not going to get to... But so what what has been, I mean, if you can't tell us, don't worry. But is mm. there any exclusive to what's going on this year? There's not so much. I mean, there's nothing that I can't tell you because I won't. I, I can't tell you because everything I... that there is to know is on the website. <laughs> <laughs> um, when sort of regional producers aren't so involved this year because there's just not really a need. Um, so a lot of it is being done in in headquarters in varsity vocals headquarters by the the core team um we sort of help out with like inquiries and stuff so we're happy to take emails and and find out you know find out things for you guys but ultimately i have no secrets this year i'm afraid oh we want secrets i'm so sorry (laughs) do you have any like top five or like top three or whatever crazy moments like Mm. moments you were like i didn't sign up for this um (laughs) And or moments when you were like, wow, this set is amazing, you know? Ooh. 
Like like a, a high and a low. Yeah. yeah. Or even to be <laughs> fair, even as you say, like from soundtrack to um to the real thing, mm. things like wow, like you guys turned it around, you know? Yeah. Um, I think in terms of performances, I think one of the ones like I said earlier that like made me put my paper down and go, Ooh, was the Decibels last year? Oh um, yes. yeah. When favorite. they did the the Billie Eilish medley. Yes. And I, I mean, I, I was obsessed with her at the time, so that helped. And I was just like, and it's not that the Decibels were like rubbish before or, or anything like that. I just, I don't know. I just, they had such a different style before that was a lot yeah. more like, I don't know. They just suddenly became so like edgy. Yeah. They were like these beautiful, like ethereal green voices before. And then they just like, just like marched on stage doing their like creepy Billie, Billie Eilish. And I was like, I love this. Yeah. I'm in love with you. <laughs> Send me your arrangement. Make a recording. Um, do everything you can so that I can listen to it 24 hours a day. So that one was great. I love that. I love that because um, that's also not the first time that's been mentioned on this podcast. Yeah. Like people, oh, really? people who have listened to all the episodes will know that we are all huge fans of that set. <laughs> so go to YouTube, go and watch the Death of It is on the yeah. internet. I just know, like, I, it's the same thing, isn't it? Where it's like, it's such a, a unique individual, unashamedly, we're going to yeah. do this and we don't care what you're going to say about it mm-hmm. kind of vibe, which mm-hmm. I think is so refreshing. Yeah. This far, like years, years and years, it makes it sound like it's going on for ages, but I do, like when you, when it is that acapella is so much taking inspiration from other people and like mm-hmm. patchworking yourself together from what's gone on before, mm-hmm. doing something like completely unique and exciting and new is yeah. so cool. And in that way, I mean, that's kind of like, the joy and the sadness of the the like high turnover in collegiate acapella mm. like you sometimes groups will be literally an entirely different group in terms of people from one year to the next and sometimes that's like heartbreaking mm. for the people in the group um and also like for the fans because you have a group who've like developed their style and their voice and then the next year there's something completely different but like this was one of those times where i mean they just like completely they're just chameleons yeah like they just can do everything they just suddenly like mixed it up um so it is it's that's another thing that's really cool you get to see through the years how groups just develop and change yeah have you have you had one particular group that has done that sort of like transition over the years and not to say that they were like bad in the first place and amazing now but as in like somebody Mm. who like you've watched the entire transition and been like, wow, this is a group that, like, really have found a sound. Oh, that's, that's Sorry, these are one. intense questions, aren't they? We're really like, yeah. tell us everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I also, I also think it's hard because I feel so in it sometimes. Like, especially with your own groups, like watching the suspensions, in my head, like, I still think, right, they're, they're the fun, goofy ones because that's what we were in year one. We were like... We used to go out, our mantra was literally, let's be the audience's favourite. Like, we're like, we don't care about points because we're probably not going to get them. So we just want the audience to love us more than everyone else. So <laughs> in my head, that's what they still are. But yeah. like, actually, I think from the outside, loads of people like, oh, they went through this edgy phase or they did this and this changed. I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have sure? no like reference. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's kind of difficult. I mean, to be honest, the, the Despots one was like the most... I don't want to say like shocking, mm. but just the the variety in that mm-hmm. was so cool. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. 
I think it did blow everybody in the audience literally out of the water. Like we, mm. I, yeah, again, and and that's what I, I guess that's what the ICCA is is all, all about every year is like finding the people mm. who are going to come out and deliver something just completely unexpected. And even if they don't win, even if they don't get the best points, like it's so exciting to have sat there and like witnessed people doing something completely innovative. Mm. And like, I feel like we, we're just, we, we always say this like every time it's just like the people, the people who you remember are always going to be the ones who do something completely different. Like it doesn't matter if they, they were the ones who won and went to New York. Like it's the ones who just really put on a show and really captivate you for whatever reason. And it's so, Mm. yeah, it's just so cool to be like any kind of a part of that that whole process I think and more so from your side from being like behind the scenes and like standing in the wings like cheering those people on I literally like have dance parties it's the best time like because once (laughs) the show's on not that there's very little to do but like um because me and Chris sort of share the role luckily we actually get a bit more time than say Helen or Henry did doing it sort of alone um so you know sometimes if there's like if I want to stand and watch the suspensions or like there's a group I've seen in soundcheck. I'm like, oh, I really want to see how this turns out. I'll just be like, right, I'm, I'm going to watch them. So I'm going to have a dance party. <laughs> you can t- hold, like, hold the fort <laughs> down. Um, and I do. I just like dance in the wings. I try my best not to distract people because <laughs> I do not want to ruin someone's performance. And like, I know how easy it is to be distracted. So um, yeah, I'll like dance. And then if they like do a bit of choreo that like they turn their head to the side, I'll just like stand there. And like try not to smile at them or anything because like even once I smiled at someone and like you could see it in their face, it, it they were like oh god like I didn't expect to see your face there and I was like oh god oh, oh no I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but like I mean as I say I wasn't doing anything distracting I was just standing there like smiling and I was like oh god I'm just putting off so you know sometimes I try and dance behind the curtain now but I still have a dance party. Um, yeah. <laughs> So are there any groups in particular you're really excited to see the digital like version mm. of their performance this year? Like, do you think anyone in particular is really kind of like in a position to to kind of, I don't know, blow the competition completely out of the yeah. water and like do exceptionally? You know what? I'm going to have to get the list up to remind myself who are the, who's going to be like coming up this year. Because lot of, at this point, so there's many. Of there are so many. And they're actually new groups still. So um, yeah. Is, is it succinct? Who are new this year? It's their first year of doing yeah. it. Yeah. So one that's of our, very exciting. One, one of our cast members. Yeah. Matthew is is one of the we OG. We both started talking members. and didn't finish our sentence. <laughs> Just... I mean, you kept going. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, he's got it. <laughs> shout yeah, shout so... out to Matthew for for their premiere debut year at ICCA. We're very excited to see what they yeah. come up with. Like, it's always good. And it's a tough year, like for that to be your first one um so mm, i'm really yeah. looking forward to seeing what they pull out of the bag i'm just finding the list again now as i say like i'm not the one for like remembering facts i'll just be the one having a dance party chris is definitely <laughs> the one who like sorts out timings and, and names and lists <laughs> just be like what's happening next chris um right here we go oh the regions were difficult this year because there are just so many people um mm. oh man oh no there's so many I think, to be honest, I'm quite keen to see, I mean, I'm not biased, but to see the Songsmiths and what they do. <laughs> because, I mean, it's partly to do with the, like, fantastic outfits they always pull out of the bag. Um, 
And so I, I just, I don't know. Always, I feel like I'm not sure about that. But... <laughs> right, because this is the thing. Currently, yes. <laughs> when when I was MD in, in second year, our outfits got described by a judge on the judging sheet. Like formally, this yeah. was one of two sentences that they wrote in like any other business at Voice Festival. <laughs> the outfits were a bit drab and dreary. Word for word. Word for word. I mean, and I. <laughs> That's just incorrect. Rob's, Rob's going to get that. You mean the, 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 Let's like remember him. that that was, what, four years Yeah, this ago? is... <laughs> so, and, wow. And then, and then from that, we decided to go with the gold spangly. Yeah. We thought, that's yeah. that can't be drab or like, dreary. Upgrade. It might that's be like a bit misguided or garish, but never drab and dreary. Yeah. <laughs> but then I feel like, yeah, because the, the visual element is top notch. So I'm kind of excited to see like how that translates into video creativity as well. Um, Star what? swipes. They could have you know, <laughs> throw sequences. PowerPoint, PowerPoint sequences. Glitter bombs. Oh god, I should direct this. I'm so excited to see what they oh. come up with. Um, and then yeah, as I say, succinct because they're like it's their first year. We've seen nothing yet. Well, I don't know. Have they got something up already? I haven't seen anything yet. Um, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Who else we got? Um, Aquapella's back. I so that's know. exciting. It's going to be so intriguing. And I think we've all seen their videos. Mm-hmm. They're pretty yeah. top of notch. So I'm sure that'll be exciting. Um, and then, oh, another, well, not new group, but I've seen them before, but Unplugged as yeah. well. Are they, they're Nottingham, not aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, it's really hard to just like pick out one. I know it's a really yeah. boring answer, but to be honest, I'm excited about everyone that's because... Awesome. Everyone, it's like everyone's first time doing a competition set by video. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Sorry, George. <laughs> uh, what do you mean by like for having a video round this year? I guess in terms of the kind of judging element, obviously it's much shorter. It's four minutes, mm, I think. Yep. Um, and all all that kind of stuff because I at least when I was MD, I was kind of like okay, thinking about structure for both the judges and audience how should it be structured so that people are don't get bored basically Mm. and you've got that kind of classic ballad in the middle but being four minutes you can't really create those peaks and troughs Mm. with emotion or I don't want to say energy but because it you know hopefully it'll be energetic all the way through whether it's you know lighter or more heavier Mm. content but do you see what I mean yeah I think yeah it's quite difficult I mean when we first sort of got word that this it was going ahead and it was going ahead in video terms like there are a lot of questions that go through your head like that like what can people achieve with this um as you say like you have you people have really groups have really started taking people on a journey like I know a lot of groups will like literally write out a story and characters Mm -hmm. even if they don't use that on stage like they use it sort of as their I guess emotional connection to the music so they'll just sort of tell try and tell the story to the audience and as you say it's hard to fit that into four minutes but I think at the same time although there are those ways that you can be creative that are I don't want to say being stifled but like not being highlighted this year there are so many like it's like you push one thing down and something else pops up (laughs) and I think people having like that freedom to have it not just be like a one-off performance and mess around with it and tinker with it and like I mean they can storyboard it even more than they can could 
have done with live performances, there's just so much other stuff mm. to, to sort of come out of it. So I don't know. I think it's going to be different for every group. And I think because it's the first year, there's not going to be like a standard that everyone is going for. Because um, I think in the, in the past few years, people... I mean, a lot yeah. of time people will look at the winning set and they'll go, let's do that because it won. Or like, that's what everyone else is doing this year. And like, sometimes that can be beneficial because sometimes it's just a, a standard thing. Like the standards have been raised and you need to meet them. But at the same time, you don't want to watch like carbon copies of the same set over and over. And I kind of feel like, because no yeah. one knows what a video set looks like. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see like what people's like standards are oh i'm so excited i'm i think it's going to be so great as well because because they're going to be youtube playlists the thing that i really love is being able to see everybody's performance because normally you have the advantage when you're a producer of being able to go to the different quarterfinals but quite often if you're a group performing in a particular quarterfinal there's not enough like you'll be rehearsing on the day that the other quarterfinal is or with the groups in America, you can't see the performance mm. because they don't get recorded because you, you know, you're paying tickets to be there. So, and I'm so excited this year that we can actually see like the entire competition across the entire globe. We can see everyone's videos. I don't know how healthy that, no, I'm not sure how healthy this is for Rob. I think it's really <laughs> leaning into his obsession. And I think he's going to get incredibly invested. <laughs> it's going to be like, like it's like football mania. This is Rob's yes. big investment into the Premier League of acapella. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly that. You know, it's my, my family are busy watching football, sailing, golf, rugby downstairs in the, in the living room. And I'm upstairs watching 14 hours back to back of ICCA entry videos. So... <laughs> Everyone's got their vice. Everyone's got their vice. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is like one of the questions that comes up the most and it breaks my heart, but I have to say no, is that everyone wants to watch everyone else mm. and it, it's just not allowed. Because obviously like, I mean, I don't know what you would do in like trying to steal someone's set in yeah. five minutes flat, but like, it's just not allowed because of, you know, kind of that stream of things. You don't want to be people seeing each other's sets yeah and i just have to like stand at the door and be like no go away i'm really sorry but i'm gonna watch it yeah um, but so i think that is nice i'll it tell you nice. about it after yeah i'll Bye. let you know how it goes um no it is nice that people actually get to see other people's sets properly because as you say they don't really get recorded or they'll get like like someone will do a 20 second video of them like screaming waving their phone around and yeah. that's like all you see of someone else's set Sometimes, sometimes I I scroll obsessively. Like the night, the night after um the competitions happened, I'll like go through people's Facebook feeds of people who I know were in the groups or like friends of people who are in the groups and try and find like as many little tidbits of performances I really enjoyed so that I could just like relive ten seconds of it. And you're so right <laughs> in the fact that it's always the lowest quality because it's such a dark room as well and it's all, all this weird lighting mm. and everyone tries to like mesh together a 12 minute like combination of all the videos that they've had so that they can put a set on facebook but this year the whole yeah. thing will be there and that's just gonna be phenomenal mm. i think which is so exciting although top tip mm -hmm. for if you do want to see like the entire show oh, in in pieces obviously no one's allowed to record the entire show <laughs> um uh you can always find on, on i don't know if you know stan he always has like five seconds of everyone's performances. Ah, yes. All the time. Like it's only on like, I don't know, it's on Snapchat or something. It lives for a day. I don't know. But oh man, that man records a lot of stuff. 
Donovan <laughs> the old suspension stand. Old suspension stand, um, if you already know him. Ah, sense. If not, sorry. <laughs> you You're missing out. You need to follow him. You're missing out. Sense to identify someone, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that is the good thing about this year is I feel like as a audience member it's going to be so good to be able to have access mm-hmm. to all those things but as well to be a performer and have that thing mm. immortalized well it is it is isn't it like you when you're in it it's such a time goes really quickly you have these priorities is my hair curled what am I going to do you completely forget that it doesn't last forever yeah. so it, it is being able to record it having things like on there ready and you can like see it forever I think that's going to be such a treat. That maybe yep. people don't realise that is is a treat whilst they're in it, but I think they're really going to love it in like years to come as well. Yeah, they get to see that that thing when they're on. So that's a that's a really good thing to come out this year when they're on first dates. When like, they're on our podcast, or, 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 yeah, on our oh. podcast. <laughs> Two very different streams of thought going on there, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when they're dating in future, they can show the people they're on dates with and be like, oh my God, look at how cool I was in university. Here's me singing Agapella. Um, and you were there like, yeah, they're going to come onto this podcast, which will still be happening in five years time from now. <laughs> We've already said this. We, we think 10 years from yeah. now, we'll still be sat here talking Definitely. about what's happening in the ICCAs this year. I can't not. It'll never leave you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the ICCAs is just a really good excuse for me to still be talking about it and, and not feel like an old person getting in with the young people <laughs> i'm still relevant guys yeah <laughs> so thank you amanda newman for all of your hard work and <laughs> um, before we move on to obsessions i want to quickly also mm. touch on the new charity that you and chris are currently working on do you want to give us a bit more yeah. of a detail and a plug about that because we have all been talking very excitedly about this for the last Ooh. couple of weeks nice yeah definitely um well it's called the UK Acapella Charity uh, Society. <laughs> I better get the dun, name dun, right. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Redo that now. <laughs> the UK Acapella Society, or UCACs for short. Um, but yeah, it's basically an idea that's been being formed. I don't know for how many years. Um, a lot of I've spoken to a lot of people about it. It's sort of why Chris and I have, have finally decided to do it. So we've been talking to people for years and years about having a hub. Um, and obviously we have the Facebook group and that's sort of where the conversation started. Um, uh, so we have the UK Acapella Facebook group for anyone who's not on it and is listening to this podcast, please join, uh, cause it's quite fun. Um, and yeah, we just kind of thought we have a, conversations with a lot of people who think it would be great to have like one place where you can go and have all of your information. You can find everyone, you can, you know, apply for groups, you can, basically just have a little home we can all live in um and also a home that people can find us from so there are a lot of different organizations who are doing loads of good work in acapella um but unfortunately it's quite like hard to find them sometimes or if you find one and you can find you've never heard of this other one like Mm. some people will will have heard of voice fest and never heard of iccas all the other way around and you're like when once you're in it you're like how did you not know about this but actually looking from the outside there's no reason you would have found both of those things because mm. there's no one place on the internet really where you can go <laughs> and find all that information. So we kind of wanted to do um, sort of put this together as like a, a hub. And then over the past see, sort of year, two, three, um, I know Charlie, you've been sort of spearheading uh, conversations about diversity and inclusivity. And as part of the sort of the structure that we chose, um, uh enables the members to have 
sort of a voice. So to vote for the their leaders in it, all the trustees who have the positions to vote on motions to be passed and projects to be carried out. And we just thought that's the the perfect way to like weave diversity and inclusivity into the organization itself to start giving people that voice a lot of people talk about this and want to do something and want to band together to try and make acapella a little bit more accessible um to everyone so we thought you know that's that's definitely the best way to like give people that voice and that power then go to the the society and say right we think this is a great idea we think we want to address this problem or anything and we'll sort of help them with that I mean, it sounds amazing. I can't wait to see it go live because I, yeah. I agree. Like, I'm not surprised that lots of people have been talking about this kind of thing um, because I think, I don't know about you guys, but for me, everything I found out about acapella in, like, back in the day, oh, my God, like, five years ago, cry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, was, like, at uni level, I should say, was from people who were already in the group so my I guess in that sense it took a few years for me to kind of broaden my knowledge but if mm. you have access to somewhere like UK Acapella Society like mm. you know immediately mm. you can I guess start developing from a better maybe not better place but you've got more resources available don't you Mm. Yeah. And I think, as yeah. you say, like a lot of the time when you join acapella, you just find things out by word of mouth. It, mm. it can feel a little bit like an in club. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people on the outside find it quite an <laughs> in club. And just sort of trying to break down that wall a little bit is sort mm. of one of the things we wanted to address. It's really cool because, like you say, that the, the pedagogy is so inside, inside the, the society mm. that like you already have that barrier of like, the ICCAs and, and acapella generally is like you, you have the barrier of entry of being at university and then you have the barrier of entry mm. of actually finding out that acapella is a thing at university and then the barrier sometimes for groups having to audition to get in a group and it's like there's so many stages whereas if with the, mm. the charity like that's giving all of that information a place like you say to sit that's outside of all of that and like anybody can access it and even if you're not university like or in a in a school group you can still be a part of that and yeah mm. how cool yeah. how fun i do think as well like it is really exciting how obviously we've spoken a lot about iccas um and uni mm. but i do really rate how you know this platform will be available to school uh, yeah it is, am i right in thinking schools as well yeah it's actually that's a big yeah. part of sort of what we want to do is one of our like main arms is um, outreach and education. So we want to, obviously people do workshops in schools already. Mm. Um, a lot of that is like individually organized. So like a group will just like contact their old school or, you know, like a school will Google, please, I want an acapella group to come to my school and just come across the first one and, and that's <laughs> it. Um, and it's quite a lot of work, especially like, especially for students um, to be organizing all of that. They've got so much to organize anyway. Mm. We're hoping to sort of, I guess, be the like, middleman help facilitate it help get schools aware that that's something that Mm. like groups offer um and hopefully that kind of outreach not only will it get more people doing acapella but it will also um like sort of break down that barrier of having to go to uni having to go to a certain uni that does it already or 
having set it up yourself or having to know someone in it, it will hopefully there'll be more schools that we can reach who have never heard of it. Maybe like don't even have a music department and we bop in, start singing at them and it inspires them, hopefully. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I think a lot of the discussions, I know, Charlie, that, that you've had um, with people and that sort of I've been a part of, it's it's hard because people at uni want to address this issue. But as you say, you've already gone through all those layers where mm. it's closed off to so many people already, sort of how you need, sort of need to work your way backwards to the younger people and start that process much earlier so that by the time they get to uni, you're not saying, well, there's not a lot we can do right now. Like we're doing all we can and we can't attract any more people or make it any more accessible. Um, so hopefully we'll just help people sort of we'll yeah do outreach ourselves but we'll also like be a place that people can take their outreach ideas as well yeah 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 it's really exciting. exciting yeah yeah i on on the note of of outreach to kids as well there there's one thing that always sticks in my mind from the iccas which was the final year of my final year competing in the iccas we were in the interval walking past um this row of it was like three three women and maybe like seven or eight children and i think charlie were you with me yeah. at this point because we're going to see you i mom. was with you yeah and i was there <laughs> and we were stopped by one of the women because she was like oh my god like really well done in your set like it was amazing we really enjoyed watching you and we were like oh well thanks like who are you here supporting like who's your group and and we'll talk to you about them and she was like oh no no we're not here to support group like my daughter just really loves Pitch Perfect and oh. we thought we would buy her and like a load of her friends tickets to come and see it because she wanted to see it in real life. And that was the moment yeah. where it was like, it's not just university students' parents. Like yeah. people do actually come and see this because it's something they want to be a part of without mm. any of that pretense. And yeah. here's, here's something that's going to facilitate that <laughs> connection. Yeah, I think I think it's the confidence you're going to bring people as well. I think if you have a platform that says you can occupy this space, people are going to fill it. And I think having that opportunity to have that platform to say like, okay, there's other things you can do other than flash mob in your union. Yeah. And people will take that chance and say, yeah, I want to do that. And then people will want to come and watch whatever it is because it's not just happening in this tiny little campus space so that i th- I think that's really mm. cool this I, the possibilities are endless with that because people will definitely jump at the chance yeah definitely i mean that's what we're no, sort cool. of hoping to do is that i mean even those those people like you might go those kids might go to the icca see it and go oh my god they're so good like i'll never be able to do this it's not for me and like iccas i mean i love it obviously um but it also isn't the only way you can do acapella and um it's it's you know one avenue lots of people do it some people don't but like you also want to show people like all the different levels that happen as well so like people just like suspensions we we all just started out none of us had done it before and we were like right let's go to voice fest and do our best kind of thing and it's that like hopefully that weird amount of confidence (laughs) i guess it's not confidence it's just like not really caring if you're not good enough (laughs) and just going we like it so let's do it you kind of just want everyone to have that mindset like we like doing this so we'll do it Mm -hmm. and not oh are we good enough are we allowed to so hopefully fingers crossed that's our aim hopefully Mm -hmm. that's what we can start to achieve so exciting and on that wholesome full circle note (laughs) it's time to move on to some obsessions
So as I hope that for all of the listeners, all, all of you, the one, the one listener we're talking to, the one, one listener. hello, listener person. Um, <laughs> at the end of every episode, we do a little obsession of the week and Gemma has kindly brought one with her this week. We don't know what, we don't know what it is. So Gemma, would you like to reveal to us what your obsession of the week is? I didn't know what it was until 10 seconds ago. Um, Perfect. Because it came into my head, finally. Um, it's Sabrina, the teenage witch. <gasps> Uh, the old or new? New or old? The new. Oh. Mm. Because the season came out recently. And actually, as you were talking, I was like, of course that's my obsession. I watched six episodes yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that will be what it is. Um, <laughs> At this rate, that's normal behaviour, though. I'm yeah. sorry. I think put in, it needs to be eight by tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Please. I mean, that's pretty, pretty low, to be honest. I need to up my game. Um, no, I love it. I mean, it's cheesy... It's not as overdone as Riverdale. I still, yeah, I did watch Riverdale. I stopped because there's only so far you can go. It's insane, that show. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> and I was with it and everyone's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to leave this. I'm stop watching it because it's stupid. And I was like, bring me more. And then it got to the point where even I was like, I'm going to stop watching this because it's stupid. <laughs> and then luckily Sabrina came along and filled that hole for me. Amazing. I just the thing that the thing that got me about it was I I having not watched Riverdale just knew that Riverdale was bad well was seen as bad by quite a lot of people knew that Riverdale was a part of the universe that Chilling Adventures Sabrina was going to be in and then it was like all of a sudden they started singing um hey what's the song called hey Mickey you're so fine like that one and it's yeah. like a cheerleading flash mob and I was like uh, where did this come from why is it here why is it necessary. And then all of a sudden, people like Riverdale, and that's all they needed to say. And yeah, here we are. They now. just I don't understand why they do the musical bits. It just like removes you from that world immediately, and you're like, what? Why? It's not a musical. Like I used to not like musicals because of that. Like I used to be like staunchly anti-musical until I saw High School Musical. Wow, and I fell in love. <laughs> like, that's genuinely. I know, Gemma, I but it's because it made sense to me. Of all the things to change your mind, Zac Efron. <laughs> what, have you seen High School Musical 2 and 3? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Ooh, strong words. Did you think High School Musical 2 made sense? Um, yes, but it was... Because how can he run around a golf course, jumping over like yeah. small hills, you know, singing his heart mm-hmm. out, Every time I see that scene, I'm like, this is ridiculous, <laughs> but I'm going to keep watching it. It's the just best it's got every Every single one, it's the same same story in every yeah. film. So he, he wants to be a basketballer and then he wants to sing and then she doesn't want to mm. be with him, but then she ends up with him. And it's the same thing that happens. But you go back every time because exactly. you know what you're going to get. You need that relationship. And also as a yeah. 12-year-old absolutely Stability. head over heels in love with Zac Efron, I was obviously going to love those films. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, like, it just, like, I watched, like, Oklahoma and stuff, mm. and they just, the songs, like, I, I'm pretty sure the process used to be that they wrote the songs and then were just like, let's it's write a, a film around it. Yeah. It, just, yeah like, the they never happened. made any sense. No. There would just be, like, stuff happening, and then suddenly they would sing this unrelated song, and I'd be like, why are they singing now? This is stupid. And then High School Musical came along, and I don't know why it just, like, they wrote it into the story that they were singing, you know, art. It's art. <laughs> this will be the really interesting thing because, well, I was just going to say, because we've had the discussion about Edinburgh Fringe shows and the fact that a lot of a cappella groups use that same system of like, they've got the songs and then they write the story around the songs. How do you feel about fringe shows? Like a cappella fringe shows? 
Ah, see, that's different. Because, because... it's acapella. <laughs> It's acapella. I don't know. I just I don't go into it with the same. I don't want to say standards because I don't want to suggest that I think they're all terrible. I just not the same. Like I don't know worldview. Expect yeah yeah no I guess it's a fringe show like and especially like British acapella is so tongue in cheek. It's so like nudge nudge wink wink like we're singing ha ha. I just like a bit of fun. Like whereas in a musical and they're taking themselves really seriously and they're like holding onto walls and I don't know it just needs to make sense yeah whereas they, fringe they, shows if they don't make sense they're more enjoyable yeah because it's almost like the cast are in on the joke whereas in those musicals the cast don't know that everybody yeah. else is laughing at the weirdness and they're just 100%. like 100 percent. yeah acapella fringe shows take that comedy play with it they master it <laughs> It's like you're you're in on it with us. You could come up on stage if you wanted to, but no, <laughs> you stay there. No, no, no. I'm with you on that one. That's funny. So, Rob, what's your obsession? Of my the week? obsession. Oh gosh, I I had. Oh my gosh, I've forgotten what my obsession is. Somebody else is going to have to go Are you first surprised? because I had it a minute ago. Oh, okay. you go, you go. George, George will go. My obsession of the week is Jesse Cave. I don't know if anyone knows who Jesse Cave is. Um, she is one of my favorite actress comedian influencers personalities i don't know i don't know how many slashes she's had she has um so jesse cave was lavender brown in the harry potter series and i follow her on instagram she's got a website called jesse doodles she's recently she's got two kids and uh nearly husband but not quite husband and she's recently just had a third child and I'm just obsessed with her life. I like, like, I like that you said two kids and recently a third. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, she has three. Uh, I feel like at that point you must lose count. I think three is too many. I am one of three myself and I'm the third and I get forgotten. Um, so <laughs> that poor baby. Um, no, I just, I really, really love her. She has a podcast with her sister um and i her performance style is very much like she'll talk about some really really serious stuff and then she'll make a hilarious joke that's not like she's so she is if we're talking about acapella humor that's very tongue-in-cheek nod nod wink wink she's very that but not that it's like a self-aware kind of downplayed sarcastic humor and i'm just i just love her at the moment and i think as well having social media at the moment and how much we're on our phones i am getting really obsessed with individual people and you have access to these individual people and you're definitely like chartering when they're posting you see what they're going to do and you're so aware of what's going on in other people's lives but anyway (laughs) unhealthy obsessions aside i have a healthy lovely obsession (laughs) with jesse cave and all the performance that she does so if you don't follow her i'd go and check her out because she's very funny and unique and interesting that's fun yeah so um, Rob, have you thought now? Oh, I have remembered. I have remembered because well, this was the thing because I knew that I'd said something before we came on, and I was like, I have to remember that this is my obsession. And then you know when you're put under the spotlight, and all of a sudden all of the thoughts go out of your head, and I was like, I can't remember anything I've said for the last hour and a half. Right here we are. So there's an instant, another Instagram <laughs> account I'm obsessed with. We do a lot of Instagram accounts because, as you say, George, we're just online. But the Instagram account is called Zeppelin Moon if anybody has seen it. And essentially, it's this woman who does these amazing illustrations of animals, and they always have, like, phrases that are either really adorable or really just kind of like, yeah, I'm feeling great about myself. And she has a series that um, she does of ducks, where she replaces the F word in phrases (laughs) with the word duck. 
and she illustrates really angry little ducks on all of these things and I bought a series of postcards which have them all printed on the other day and they arrived this week and I'm just obsessed with looking at them the one that I'm holding I'm showing them to the camera as if this podcast is a video I was going to say um, you do need to do an audio description the, uh, of that oh, one Rob here's the, so the first one I have is an absolute cluster duck and it's just there's so many pictures of really angry ducks there's an I don't give a duck don't duck it up uh, for duck's sake it's all great mother ducker this one, look at this duck. Look at how Aww. supremely angry is that duck. It's just like, it's so mad and I love it. Shut the duck up, duck it. Just, it's just a mood that I always want to carry with me. So yeah, maybe if anybody, if I have anybody's address, I'll post you a little fun postcard. So keep an eye out for that. Well, you you be that duck this yeah. week, Rob. That's your week's challenge. Yeah, just Embody the duck. D- duck everything. Um, so if any listeners, if you want to send me your address, tell me where you live, and I will send you a postcard. <laughs> that doesn't sound creepy at all anyway, does it? Um, <laughs> anyway, Charlie, my what turn. is your obsession? This, I feel a bit awkward about this one because for actual years, I have read, I watch a lot of Food Network. Um, a lot of food programs because I'm really cool um, and I'm also very judgy like on the DL don't tell anyone but um, <laughs> sorry I say judgy judgmental um, yes judgy of other people there we go Jamie Oliver right <laughs> mushrooms 15 minute meals or half an hour meals whatever they were he used to just crumble these mushrooms not chop them up and honestly as you can probably tell by the tone of my voice I was not here for it and today Right, I was in a rush. What did I do? Boom, crumbled up some mushrooms into this sauce. Life changer. Do you know how much time it saved me? I'm washing up. I was like, this is how so... How do you crumble you... a mushroom? Oh, when I say crumble, I mean like tear, perhaps. Oh, I literally envisaged you like holding it in your hand oh, and it turns to dust. Yeah. <laughs> like taking out all your anger. You on just the snap and half of them turn to dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, guys. <laughs> Honestly, you guys, it was such a game changer, like really and truly. I used to look at, so often have I seen him do this and think, you're a ridiculous human being <laughs> and you shouldn't be telling people how to cook because why on earth, who in their right mind would tear a mushroom apart like that? You crazy person. But no. I love how angry that made you. I get this angry about everything and everyone makes fun of me and I just really enjoy it. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> I couldn't. I could not believe it. I really couldn't. Oh. Like that it worked. It worked. It, it was thing now. Fine. Everything was a okay. I made a delicious meal. This As is... always. What can I say? But, yeah. <laughs> yes. But honestly, game changer. I but, just. I. But the, honestly, this, it, game I understand changer. where you're coming from because it feels weird. If there's such a natural like, mushrooms have to be chopped. But no, I'm going to go downstairs now. No, there's a lesson. There's a lesson to learn here, people. It's even if you think you're doing yeah. things the right way, there might be a better you way of doing things. You probably are wrong. Could, <laughs> I meant I meant that to be more um, uh, like yeah. <laughs> hopeful than that. But so no. words of words of wisdom, <laughs> words of wisdom from this I'm sure, week. I'm sure you could make that into a into a bumper sticker if you needed to. Doubt, I'm just not the person to do doubt it. Doubt yourself always. <laughs> Somebody elsewhere is doing it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear can we also just what was the meal that you made with the mushrooms oh i made um i made noodles 
Ooh, I made like noodles s- with like soy sauce and like ginger and stuff. Mm, oh, yummy. That sounds really good. Interesting. <laughs> it was delicious. I'm not going to lie to you. Also, I made it in my favourite <laughs> bowl, which has red patterns on the inside and then a different pattern on the outside. And That's it's wild, bad. honestly. Party on a plate. That is very exciting. You, I, I, Charlie, I love, I love the fact that you have your favourite mug and your favourite bowl, both of which are things that excite you endlessly. Like, I wish... <laughs> I wish everybody had that enthusiasm about small things that they use every day because it's so like, if, to yeah. be happy about something like that, your life mm. is just always great because <laughs> you pick up the bowl in the morning, you pick up the bowl for dinner. <laughs> Again, I can really, like, I really, I feel like we get each yeah. other on a cosmic level because <laughs> I also have a favourite mug like... that was given to me at work by like um, a client we were working with and it's this like horrific yeah. bright orange thing and I was <gasps> like oh, bright orange. oh yes oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> I love it I'm like so <laughs> that's amazing but I used to it, oh, it was given to me at work so I used to like take it to work but they already had their own mugs at work that are all like boring and bland and I started using mine and they, they like, I got told off. They were like, you can't bring your own mug. I was like, what, why? And they were like, the whoever it was, the head of the company, they were like, they'll, should, they'll go nuts at you if they see that. And I was like, I always found no. it quite funny. So I just used to use it all the time to piss everyone off. Um, and then sometimes like, I would have to like hide it in my drawer because otherwise the cleaners would come round and like put it back in the cupboard at the end of the day. If I'd forgotten like to put it away or something, and then someone would always like find it in there, be like, "Oh no!" and like come and put it on my desk and be like, "Put that away." Someone even stopped me in the communal kitchen to be like, "That mug, oh, that's so ugly. Like, what? Why do you have this mug?" I was like, "It brings me so much joy, and even more now knowing that it's like my rebel mug, and knowing that you hate it, and knowing that it's not allowed." I yeah, so I um brought it home with me, and now I have two of them, uh, and use them all the time because they bring me joy. That's incredible. Oh, love it. Happy days. I'm so here for that. I really am. What a story. What a story to end on. I mean, this is such a wholesome and fulfilling round off to the podcast this week. So thank you guys for having such such wonderful mug stories. I love it. Um, And a very big special thanks to Gemma for being our guest of honour this week. You've been an absolute pleasure to have on. Thanks for having me. It's been lovely. I've loved chatting to you guys. Yay. Yay. Well, we'll have you very happily back on any time. Give us a ring. We'll we'll give you a ring maybe sometime. We'll Call me. This again. Call we'll me. Call me. Was it 070 me? 80800 me? I don't know. That's all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um. I'll send you a postcard with a duck on it and then it will be it. your invitation. Fax me. Yeah, no. PM, Zoom. And that's all yeah. it will say. <laughs> Uh, but yes um if you have enjoyed this podcast make sure to as we said last week we i don't know what the things are that you do with the podcast but download it like it comment on it give us give us like it give us a review subscribe Mm. i don't all those things do everything just press all of the buttons tell people about it yeah whatever (laughs) do what you will but thank you for listening and we will speak to you again from our voice boxes next week Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We really appreciate all the support and kind words we've been receiving online. Our Patreon page is now live, so if you're looking for even more behind-the-scenes exclusive content, you can find us by searching 1001 Open Mic Nights.
If you've got any questions about the podcast or any aspects of the show, email us at 1001openmicnights at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram where we're 1001omn. Thanks for listening. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da